Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? And start. Yo, what's happening, y'all? The nigga from New York and the Jew from Phoenix. You know what I mean? In New York now, though. Yes, in New York now. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, not this moment. but Not this moment. And I'm in L.A. now. So, you know what I'm saying? Cuz. What's up, cuz? Son. Son. No, that's New York. Oh, yes, New York. Yeah, yeah. So, we've traded cousins and yeah, sons. Yeah. All right. Um, we got a lot on the plate. Uh, we're going to dive into, but before we get too uh, penis heavy, um, let's have a little bit of levity. And speaking of penises, this is perfect. Um, I'm staying, we're staying here at the uh, Double Tree here in the Hilton at the Pleasanton, California. Pleasanton, California. Outside of San Francisco and Oakland. Outside of Stabham, Fra- you know what it is. Um, dude, there's, there's a couple, there's been a couple. Staying next door to me, and I'm in one of those adjoining rooms. So the only thing that separates my room from the next room is the door. And on Friday night around 2.30 in the morning, this nigga is pounding this bitch's pussy into oblivion. I mean, and listen... Um, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm a late sleeper, so I, I usually don't go to bed till two, three in the morning. But I think this was just around the time I was dozing off, and I mean, I was watching Sex in the City at the at the moment, and there was one scene when I'm sitting here like, is that the TV, or is that somebody else fucking? So I muted the TV, and I'm telling you, man, the noises that was coming out of this bitch's mouth. I was like, no human being. I've never thought it was possible that a human being could make these kinds of sounds. This bitch, and I'm going to say what I said on my Instagram post, but then I'm going to ask you from a comedian's ear, which one is funnier? Because I was debating three, three different things, but I settled on this bitch sounded like she was giving birth to an adult giraffe. I like that one. You like that one. And at one point, and I sleep naked, so I'm standing at this door for 40 minutes, (laughs) ass naked, like a child, 
that's found a peephole looking at the, the teenage um, cheerleaders in the locker room, and I'm just seeing titties and ass. I'm sitting there, and, and I mean, it was, it, was, it was barbaric. And at one point, I finally had enough, and I knocked on the door, and I said, hey, nigga, how big is your dick? And this nigga yelled back, hey, man, go ahead with that gay shit. And that was that was the evening. But here's the three that I was settling, settling on. I was trying to dispute. Um, she looked. She sounded like she was giving birth to an adult giraffe, to a fire truck, or to an already adult-sized Andre the Giant. <laughs> I think it's a pick 'em on that one. Yeah, it, it, either yeah. one. Yeah. But if you had to say which one. I really like the visual of Andre the Giant coming out. <laughs> right. A fully <laughs> adult-sized Andre the Giant. But then I just thought fire truck, not just because of the, the, the size. Oh, no, no, not just because of the sound and the size, but just the way it's built. That's got to be painful. <laughs> All them different edges and parts. Let me let the ladder out. Oh, goodness, <laughs> nigga. And, 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 you know, here's what's the funny thing, too. The very next day, and these motherfuckers, today is, so just so y'all know, today is our last night here in Pleasanton. It's Sunday. These motherfuckers have been here all weekend. And at one point I said to myself, when are they going to check the fuck out? Because they've been loud with everything. I mean, last night, it was 3 in the morning. So again, this happened on Friday to fucking. Last night, Saturday at 3 in the morning, I could hear at least three or four motherfuckers in the room having the loudest conversation. Finally, I just got mad, and I opened my half of the door, and I boom, boom, boom with my fist. And dude yell, what? And I ain't say nothing else and close the door. And then today, Sunday, the volume on the TV is ridiculous. I can tell they watching Ray because I'm hearing all the, the music. And I'm sitting there watching uh, Jurassic Park Lost World. So I'm just like, these niggas do everything loud on every level. And here's how I think I know. He, okay, and, and on Saturday, I ordered a pizza, right? From And today, you ordered from the same place, yeah. Porky's. Por- Porky's Pizza in Porky's Pizza, California. Yes. Um, and the dude, the delivery man came to the door, and when I opened the door, he goes, holy shit, Aries Spears. I said, yeah. He says, I, dude, I thought that was you. And before I get into this, let me ask you a question. I never told him what my name was, because usually they go, um, uh, sir, what's your name? I never asked my name. How the fuck did he know my name? I don't know, but what's funny is when he came to my door today, Right. he goes, you're a Tommy Tease tonight, right? I go, yeah. And he goes, uh, yeah, I delivered to Aries yesterday. Like, he knew. Like, he knew. Like, he, they just, he knew. Like, I understand them knowing you, recognizing right. your TV, but when they put me, include right. me, I'm like, I don't know. Now I know how... Michael Jordan felt in Utah when the pizza was... <laughs> um, but I'm just wondering, so he knew who I was, and I think because he said my name, the people next door heard it because dude opened his door and quickly looked and was like, oh, shit. And I remember seeing this nigga on Friday as we was waiting outside for our pickup to go to the club. Black nigga with dreads, pants sagging below his ass, uh, and the white bitch that he had with him was, you know, obviously she liked niggas because she acted like one. But I think this was the couple. And I I, I just, I, you know, like Chris Rock said, I love black people. I hate niggas. The older I'm getting, the more I'm losing my inhibition. 
And the more I find myself wanting to be honest about what I like and don't like, and I'm vocal and I don't want to hold back. I can't stand ignorant niggas. It's, it's funny because there's a comedian. I think it's a black comedian, too, that has this joke. Uh, but the thing that annoys me, if I have to break down some of my peoples. Right. I got, I got a couple of different uh, trees in my, uh, <laughs> in my garden. So, but Jewish women, when they go and they talk, when they're like at a, a, a brunch, right. they're so loud. That, that's what I related that to. Mm. And it was funny because the comedian's joke was that all uh, Jewish women are just young black men. That's funny because the the way the chains, the look, the right. gold, the the the, the tracksuits, that's right. that's old Jewish women. It's amazing how many uh, white ethnic groups that claim not to like us are just like us. Because <laughs> you could say the same thing about old Italian women. Yeah, maybe maybe you guys stole that from those old Jewish women. Do you no, niggas, I, niggas don't. Are you guys playing mahjong? What's mahjong? <laughs> what is it? It's 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 basically it's dominoes for Jews. Really? Yeah. Do they use dominoes? It's, it looks like a domino. Yeah. See, this is what I'm saying. This is why I don't understand why we are so disliked when we are so alike. Jews, y'all known for y'all beaks. Nigga, we got we known for our noses. Our noses is wide. Y'all shits is long. It's like that line in The Sopranos when, when Richie April told uh, the, 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 the dude who shot Christopher that Christopher's nose he was like a canopy. He could smoke a cigarette. In the rain. <laughs> like, y'all known for y'all beaks. Y'all known for gaudy jewelry. Same as us. Same as the Italians. Y'all know the Italians. Are known, I always said leather jackets, big nose, uh, gold chains, and Cadillacs. But if you look at the history of America, our neighborhoods are always right next to each other. Jews, <sighs> Italians, blacks. It's a shame how badly we are disliked. Um. But yeah, man, I, 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 and I, and listen, we check out tomorrow. I was hoping these motherfuckers was checking out today. <laughs> but these motherfuckers have been with me the whole fucking weekend. Maybe you should just take some notes tonight. No, I'm, I'm, I know what I'm <laughs> capable of, nigga, and I'm not, you know, I know what my goals and my limitations are. And, and, you know, I used to do a joke where I would go, I'm like a, uh, a, 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 a gym school teacher, nigga, and we, I'm the coach for the, Bus, if I'm gonna call your name three times on the clipboard. <laughs> if you ain't came, bitch. We, the bus leaves without you. If he makes a bunch of noise, then you should you should pound on the door and go. And when he yells out to you, go, "Hey, man, can you storyboard that shit for me?" Because <laughs> listen, there was a couple things I was thinking about yelling. Uh, I was like, "Do I yell and go? Goddamn, can I have some?" Um, but but I just, dude, I'm telling you. I, I, and somebody hit me on Instagram and said, "Dude, you should have recorded the noise." And I was like, God damn it. I was so caught up in the moment. Yeah. And I thought it would have been great if I could have recorded the noise, said the line about nigga, how big is your dick? And then looked directly in the camera and whispered, and don't forget to subscribe to the Spirit Stiver. Because <laughs> that's just great advertising. Yeah, but no, it would have been great. But see, this is, this is, the, this is what the problem. This is an American problem, right? And this is a worldwide problem. If your first instinct is to go to your phone immediately, right. that means you're not in the moment. Yes. We're not living in yes. the moment. A lot of us are looking for moments to, sh- to give to other people instead of living our moments. So in some ways, yeah, it would have been great for the podcast. But, but, but see, that's that old school. I'm not, I'm not from this young generation. So yeah. my first instinct in a moment is to be in the moment. But are they going to enjoy life the same way, sharing the moments with other people but not living that moment? 
as opposed to us living in the moment and going, this is fucking great. Listen to this. <sighs> There's a difference. I don't, know, I don't know which one's better. Dude, I know sometimes people might think I'm exaggerating for entertainment purposes. You know, and that time you and I had stayed in the same room in Ontario where we had the double beds. <laughs> I swear I wish she was in my room. I would have woke you up. Like, nigga, listen to this. <laughs> Andy, the no, I'm telling you, dude, I, it, it made me feel inadequate. I said, this nigga's dick's got to be bigger than mine. <laughs> like I've never made a woman make this noise. I bet everybody on the floor was standing outside their door thinking the same thing. <sighs> it was guttural, nigga. It was coming from a place in the gut. Dude, but speaking of uh, sharing a room with you. Yes. Oh, well, dude, listen. You, you you my snore was her orgasm. <laughs> This dude snores so loud. Okay, listen. I, I'm going to share. I, I'm gonna Go tell ahead, him. absolutely. Aries, when we get back from the show, and we've only we've only shared what twice? I think twice. Twice, yeah. and it's usually in uh, California. Yes. Because here's the thing with Aries: he usually goes back to his uh, home, even if it's an hour drive. But some nights, if he has some more to drink, then he just we get the double the two double beds. And he'll end up crashing in the room. Here's here's his, here's how he does. Plus he, plus, I, I, it saves you money it saves because me, yeah. you don't have to pay for the room. room yeah. I'm like keep my room. Mm, yeah. yeah, So it works out great. But here here's the here, here's the kick though. This is how it works out. We go we go drinking after the shows, and then Aries gets food to come back. Aries somehow <laughs> manages to eat all his food, and then promptly. Passes the fuck out. No words. No itis, nigga. No nothing. Just out. But it doesn't just. There's a, there's about maybe thirty seconds of out. Right. And then this incredible dragon snore. <laughs> and the dragon snore is bad. I'm not going to lie about that. It's bad. And I was actually putting my. I had my the pillows over my head, and I was trying to go to sleep. And you eventually accept that that's the noise. And then you fall asleep, but he doesn't just continue. He stops breathing sometimes, and that will fr- that is what wakes me up because I'm hearing like this, and then all of a sudden there's nothing. I'm like, this dude's dead. <laughs> oh my god! And, and then so you look, you look, and then finally, about the third time after the third time this happens, you go, well, if he's dead, at least I'm gonna fucking get a good night's sleep. <laughs> He's hey, living, man. I'm going to wake up 20 more times. Hey, man, I know it's bad. I, and I, I almost, and I remember one time you recorded it and played it for me. <laughs> and I'm, I'm telling you, I wish I could have a recording of this bitch screaming. <laughs> and, and again, let me not even say scream. A scream is a cry for help. This was some, you know, something's on top of me. And my snoring, because it was bad, dog. I mean, it was it, it was one of those where, and and listen, I've, you know, and deservedly so, so deservedly so, my baby mom done gave pussy to another nigga because of all the dick I've given to random bitches. I've, I, I would give bitches dick like how do people do at the church with the wafers? There's a line. <laughs> and it would just be, here's some dick, here's some dick. Um, so, listen, I get it. But it was one of those where I was like, God, can you imagine if that's your woman giving another nigga's pussy and he's making her make that noise, you have to kill him and her. You got to kill both them motherfuckers. Because can no other man be allowed to make another woman make that noise and she certainly can't be a remembrance of that. You got to kill both them motherfuckers. Oh. 
That'll destroy a man's soul, nigga. Because <laughs> I'm sitting there, and like I said, I sleep naked, and it wasn't like, you know, I'm not one of these freaky motherfuckers who, you know, ooh, my dick getting hard off of hearing somebody else fuck. My dick hard get hard when I fuck. Fuck somebody else's enjoyment. But the fact that it was that noise, I had to, I was a part of it. It's like being in Africa and seeing some National Geographic shit. Um, I just accepted that women are for me because of my outstanding personality. Well, whatever works for you, baby. <laughs> whatever works for you. I, I accept it. It's because I give them money. Uh, but I'm sitting there like, and my dick, I'm like, I know this dick's shit is a Pringles can. Because right now my shit is a, a is is an ounce of half-eaten Mentos, nigga. My, <laughs> it was, I felt so unlike a man, nigga. Uh, speaking of which, let me segue into this. this you, should, you should knock on his door, though, before when you go back uh-huh. to the room. Just get a quick pic of him. Put him post on the podcast. Oh, shit. Yeah, diss that nigga. <laughs> um, something else I want to address since we're on this topic. Uh, some dude sent me an email, which we'll read in the email episode, about some, 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 something called liquid Viagra. Uh, it's, it's like a liquid or a chocolate candy or something. Um, and basically he was like, dude, you should try this, uh, get your dick hard, blah, 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 blah. And listen, I'm being open and honest here. Uh, I know I've mentioned this on the podcast, you know, I'm type two diabetic. So I take sildenafil, which is, you know, dick pills. Um, and here's where sometimes it sucks being famous. Um, the pharmacy that I go to that's near my house, five dudes work at this pharmacy. (laughs) They all know who I am. And what I hate is when you buy the pill, it says on the fucking thing, sildenafil for erectile dysfunction. Why the fuck can't it just say sildenafil? Why does it have to say what the problem is for? So it's like, nigga, do you know how imbe- Like, really, five of these dudes, when they come in, they go, oh, what's up, Mr. Spears? And they keep it professional. You know, they don't fanboy out. Hey, what's up, Mr. Spears? But I'm sitting here going, do you realize that if these five dudes wanted to, and they probably some of them are, they could tell their friends, yo, you know comedian Aerie Spears got dick issues. It's like I got five Alfreds at the pharmacy, nigga. Five niggas know I'm Batman. These niggas know my true identity. It would be so great if that Sidenafil, yeah, if it came in in a bottle about this big, shaped like a like, like, <laughs> Oh God! Yeah. Just you should just walk in and go. Can I get my dick pills? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I get my dick bottle? <laughs> oh nigga! Oh God! It's so fucking embarrassing. It's like the one time I'm, and then sometimes the pharmacist is a female. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, to have a bitch know you got dick problems. I don't know what's worse, a dude knowing or her knowing. (laughs) Dude, I used to tell this joke on stage, and I don't know if I should tell it right. Yeah, I'll tell it. I, uh, when I was in my, about 50, um, I started to have some, uh, problems with my prostate with peeing right my, my prostate was it was getting large and i had to go to my doctor and my doctor was a female and that's one thing and my doctor also was a black woman <clears throat> so i had to take my broken white dick <laughs> to a black woman who i'm just going to assume i don't know but she went to high school 
to college, right. to medical school. Right. I'm assuming one time, at least one time in there, she's ran across a dick. Right. The supreme size. Right. The supreme size. <laughs> that's the extra value meal. Whew. That's what that nigga had in the room. But go ahead. And I had to take this broken fucking... And I got it, and I was so like that night. I was like, I got, I got, I got to go see. It. And I like this. She's the nicest woman. Like she's right. one of the nicest women I know. Right. And I got to go put my dick, and she's gonna. And I got there, and I told her what my problem is, and she goes, "How about we just send you to a urologist?" <laughs> I just had to take it out. I was all paranoid about right, it the right, whole all, right. all, all all night long. Right. Uh, before we get serious, there's two more things I want to mention. Um. Uh, da, 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 da. Do, well, you know what? And, and this actually is going to bleed into our serious shit. So let me, before we go there, let me let me mention this. And I know this is just totally different from what we're talking about. But one of my favorite movies is Rounders. Um, and, like, you know, as I am as I watch movies now, because we're going to do a, a, a movie podcast episode, I don't just watch movies anymore for personal enjoyment. I'm, I'm watching them as a learning tool. Because I'm studying what actors are doing, what they're listening to, reactions. And I I got to say, sometimes it kills me how extras do too much. Like a job of an extra is just to blend in the fucking background. And don't do nothing else. Dude, there's a scene in Rounders. Remember the scene where uh, Matt Damon and Ed Norton go into the to gamble with the cops there? Yeah, at, at the little lodge yeah. or whatever, and the moment one of the cops realizes that Ed Norton is cheating, and all the guys come surround the table and look this scene up on YouTube. There's a big burly white dude, clean shaven with blonde hair. I can't remember if his sweater or shirt is turquoise or what what the color is, but just look at this dude. He is doing so much. This like. He, the way he's and and now I'm glad that because we're doing the podcast visual, but the way he's looking around, shaking his head, he goes to scratch his chin, like like yeah, something's crooked going on here. Like this nigga is doing so much, it's fucking distracting. It was his moment. He was trying to get it, and that's not what he's supposed to be doing. You are extra, motherfucker. I know that's one of your favorite movies. I just got to ask you this question, and, yeah. and we haven't reviewed or done anything with this movie, but I'm check, just... check, check. He beat me. Yeah, that's straight up. That's what I was going to ask you right there. Paid that man his money. Yes, John Malkovich. You like you like his over like aggressive. I don't think, I don't think that Russian. was over the top. You don't think so? Aren't they like that? I never met any Russian like that. I mean, I'm sure that there are, but right that that was like the I, that was the biggest you could have played that guy. I felt. Hmm. That's a good. That's a good question because I'm basing my response to you. Off of, I don't know a lot of Russians, but Russians always seem cold, more Russian. We kill you. Yeah. You know, we don't get too up, too down, aggressive. You could be right. Because, I, I, like, one of my favorite episodes of uh, Opie and Anthony is when Patrice with Jim Norton are talking about Independence Day. And Jim Norton calls, what's Judd? From Taxi, what's his name? You know his name. Uh, uh, um, I know. Who, I, I don't know his name off now. That he as soon pl- as you asked me, I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, he plays uh, Jeff Goldblum's dad, but he said they should have named him uh, Hebe Kikeberger 
because uh, he was that Jewy. He was he was over the top. Yeah. My son David, you'll be dead by now if it wasn't for him. They tried to tell you no then. And then and then Patrice was dying because he's going, I just thought and Ed Norton's thing was Hirsch. Judd Hirsch. And 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 Jim Norton's thing was, it was so over the top, like you're saying about yeah. Malcolm. And Patrice is dying because he's going, I didn't realize that now till you pointed it out. I just thought he was being Jewy. <laughs> I just thought that was Jewy. It was how Jews were. So I'm going, you know, that's just Russians, ain't it? I I, I don't know. I think the, I think in all when you're playing an an ethnic person, I think there there might be a competition to see who can who can out ethnic the, the other. other one and go over the top. Right. Go yeah, take it to the next level. Uh, right. And I will lay the part whenever the fuck I choose. And your fate? Oh, I love that fucking movie. That movie's great. This last time I stick it in you. It's a great fucking movie. Um, so all these motherfuckers obviously is catching COVID, which we gonna we about to get into. Okay. Um, Cam Newton. Yeah. Did you hear? The fucking Patriots side. Cam Newton. That niggas is not in charge anymore. He's got the fucking COVID. You know, I was hanging out at my friend John's patty over there near the bar, and I found out that fucking, it's wicked, son. That nigga's not in charge over there. Who's the backup quarterback? They got to have somebody else in charge. Uh, what if, uh, who's the Patriots owner? Uh, I don't shit. I don't know. I, I know, I forget the white dude's name, but some rich white old man. He, maybe he was hanging out with Trump, and then he, he got it, and they gave, gave it, it to Cam. Right. Damn. We better put a tracer on this. Jesus. That's what they're saying. They have to trace. Uh, they, they think it might have come from the Rose Garden when they were nominating the uh, uh, the judge. All right. Here we go. Now we're getting heavy. The debates. Oh, we're going to start with the debates? You want to start with the debates? Let's start with the debates. We'll work our way back over to right. COVID. Uh, what did you think? Here's how I look at it. And this is straight up. This is the only way I can see this. I see two old men playing pinochle. Arguing about the cards. That's what I saw. Right. I saw one being overly aggressive and one back down but talked a little bit of shit. That's what I saw happen. And when I was watching this happen, I thought to myself, one of these two motherfuckers right here are going to be president. And I wouldn't let either of those two watch my kids around the pool. And that's the best way that I can explain it. But you got to vote for somebody. I'm going to tell you something, man, um, and I know you've mentioned this, and I hear a lot of people say this. I've read it a lot online. People keep going, neither one of these guys are great. It's the lesser of two evils. And listen, I know Joe, like m- most white people have said some shit, done some shit. I, I, I really am hard-pressed for you to ever find me a Caucasian in America who hasn't done some uh, anti-nigga shit at some point in their life. Now, I'm not saying full-on white supremacist, you know, white outfit, skinhead, kill-all-niggas, motherfucker. That's the extremists. But somewhere down the pipeline, I really don't think there's any Caucasian that's 100% anti-nigga clean. 
They've made some mistakes. I'm saying all that to say this. I don't get, I don't feel about Joe Biden the way most people do. He comes off now as a very legit, why not him kind of guy. I don't see the big harm in him that everybody sees. I, I, I mean, honestly, and I know this goes out to, to people who don't know me very well. So the, the only way I can explain how I feel about the election, and I, I'm not trying to tell anybody how to vote or what they should vote for, but I see two people that are going to take us in different directions on different items that are problems in this country. One, I, I do think our economy is one thing, and, and I think our race relations is a, is, a, is a completely different thing. And I don't think Joe Biden's going to take us to a good place in our economy. But we can survive that. I think Trump is going to take I think Trump would take us to a place in our race relationships where I could see us having a problem in this country where this country doesn't survive that. Where we have a civil war. Well, according to the what they call them, the boys with the proud boys? Proud is that boys, what they call yeah, them? Yeah. According to the proud boys, uh if certainly if Biden is elected, we're going to have a problem. If 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 Biden isn't elected, and, you know, if Trump, whenever he gives that word, we could have a problem. But certainly if Trump doesn't win, according to them, they ready. I think it's going to be a lot more. The, 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 thing that's made this con- the thing that's made this country work like no other country has through its government. I'm not saying great. I'm just saying the country, through our government, has done one thing better than any other country, and that's the transition to power. Every four years or every eight years, but every four years on the election, if the power is transferred, the power peacefully transfers to the, to the other party. If Trump tries to do anything that is... Uh, stand by, stand up, I don't, what do you say? I don't do you say? Stand, stand down, but stand by, whatever. No, stand down is what he tried to say. I didn't mean stand by. He said, I meant to say stand down, wink, wink. But it was stand by, whatever the other part is, said, but stand by. I he didn't say it, stand down. No, I think he said stand down, but stand by. Is how he said no, it, but no, I think he said stand up and stand by. No, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. We, we'll check it. Yeah, but, but but no, but but stand stand down, but stand by is worse. Stand down is all he had to say. Stand down is what he should have said. There's, there's, stand down would have been him denouncing. Yeah, and that's what he should have done. But because there's no there is no need for a group. There's no need for militant. If we want to be, if we want to be a peaceful country, there's no need for a militant group. We have militant groups because we're not at peace. So the truth is, we're not at peace. That's the truth. Right. Uh, but it would be when he said, "Name one." When they said, "Do you do you condemn these?" Uh, right, and he said, "Name one." And I'll name, it. name one. Let me, let me. What are you talking about? Like, like I think that he thinks there's a difference between. Uh, Proud Boys, uh, the Ku Klux Klan, Antifa, uh, who else is ever out there? I think, to me, this is all about civil disobedience. Uh, And that is good to have civil disobedience. But to have a group that is causing issues is is another problem. Let me go back to to Biden for a second with with what you just said. Because, again... I'm not a numbers guy, so I'm not that deep into why Biden is in terms of the economy, in terms of what you're saying about he's going to take us in a bad place. I don't know enough about that. 
But in terms of race relations, that alone, I would say, when you go, when people go, either one's a bad choice. Okay, but if we're going to play the lesser of two evils game, let's really go with the lesser of the two evils. And from a racial standpoint alone, not to mention just from the standpoint of professionalism, competence, humility, if we just go with race alone, this is not a hard choice. No, I, I think the things that are going to come out about coronavirus and the way that he's handled it, which I think he did some things. And I love did. the way that Joe Biden kept going, how you mishandled this. Yes. You know, you were 200,000 Americans died on your watch. But let's not be disingenuous about that either, because there's deaths all over the world. I think he could, Joe could have done a much better job than he did. But I will also say when Trump called out Biden, he and Biden said he wasn't one of those people. I'm not 100 percent sure Biden was, but he was in line with the people that called Trump a racist for trying to shut down China early and then shutting down Europe. Calling it the Kung Fu. The, 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 come on, man. Like, 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 let, let's just talk about class for a second. There, OK, now if you, we're talking about that. We got a whole nother story. Well, no, no. But I'm just saying Trump's got this thing. And, and listen, even I <clears throat> at first. I'm not going to be the person to go, I hope this motherfucker dies. I just, I'm not that, I don't want to wish death upon nobody. Well, then you see, you got the vice president as president. That isn't going to do anybody any good either. Well, okay, but, but unless you are a child molester, uh, I don't wish death upon nobody. But I'm not saying I'm sad. I love the irony of it. Here's a dude who kept going, don't wear masks, not telling his people to wear masks, leading by example of not wearing masks, holding rallies with no mask. Uh, making fun of Biden like he did at the uh, debate. This guy comes in with this big-ass mask. Denying the science, denying Dr. Dr. Fauci. And now look. So I just went, you know, basically in a post, Trump supporters, you have to feel like idiots now. And, you know, here's Joe Biden. Even I saw a tweet from Barack. Hey, man, condolences, your family, prayers, get well soon. And that's people going... That's how you lead. That That's, is so, so just from those elements alone, I don't see why this is such a hard choice for people. Because people, okay, I'll give you some of the reasons why it's a hard choice. And I'm, I'm, and again, for the people listening, me giving my, my reasoning doesn't mean that I'm for one per one or the other. I can tell you right now, I'm not voting for Trump, okay? But that so you are voting for Biden. But that it's so hard for me to say that. But yeah, that that would be my vote. Okay. But my my uh, my issue is just because you can defend another person for one thing doesn't mean there's fifty other things that he did wrong. But I I'd like to give the context of what how, how things happen and the reason why you there's people who are worried about voting for Biden is because he's already said that he's going to increase the uh, corporate tax rate because we need more money for the corporate we need more tax money from the corporations. Here's the problem with that, and this is a bigger problem than that and Trump wasn't going to do anything about this either. It's not about the tax dollars. It's about the size of these corporations. It's about the monopoly that they are are causing. It's about their power that they have over our, our influence and policy in this country. These corporations, if we, if Teddy Roosevelt was uh, uh, president, uh, we would be breaking up these corporations. He broke them up before, and it's going to have to happen again. You can't have this large of corporate power structure that runs our country. So 
Just asking for tax dollars isn't going to do it. Um, but that's that's a whole. No, I don't I don't see Trump doing that either. But I'm saying when you do tax these uh, corporations, we're going to see a different turn, a dip in the economy. When you see that dip in the economy, who does that affect? It, the rich people might lose a few million dollars, but it doesn't affect them to lose a few million. When you're at home and you're making thirty thousand dollars a year and you lose a few thousand, that affects you. When you lose a job and you lose your thirty thousand, that affects you. And that's one of the things that why you say, uh, and I and I'm saying it too, for re- for reasons of just our civility as as humans in this country, I don't think Trump is a good choice. That said, when you don't have a job, when you're fighting to get uh, a piece of the economy so that you can survive, raise your kids, put food on the table, that also leads to uh, other problems in the country. And that leads to a little bit more uh, that that can bring up division just as well. But it's when now get back to what you said, and this is how I can justify voting for Biden leadership. When I saw Obama speak. A few months ago, when uh, Obama came out and spoke, and I and I put a, a post out that I saw I, the president. I saw a president speak, and then I saw a leader speak. When I saw something from Trump, he was the president. I saw what his speech was. Then I saw Obama say something when he hadn't said anything for ever for like three years. He he wasn't coming out and saying anything, and then he spoke. Uh, I think it was about the virus, and I saw a leader speak. And that's when I realize that's when you realize you know it's not just about what happens in your negotiations or behind the doors or what you're doing for the American people, as Trump tries to say. And I'm not, I'm not saying he's done a lot. I'm just saying what that is. But how you lead, how you bring us there is, is just as important. Because if you, if you don't bring everyone there, if you don't bring everybody peacefully there, if you don't bring everybody who feels like they have a fair uh, chance at getting there with you, you, you really you, all you did is disservice a greater part of the population and cause more strife. So I, I, I don't necessarily think Biden's going to uh, change that much of this country. I don't think he's going to wound it or hurt, or like knock it off its feet. I think, though, that it's not going to grow. I think there is going to be a, I think there will definitely be a recession. But I would I think we can survive that. I don't know that we can survive four more years with Trump and his social policies. <laughs> Yeah, I just think that Trump has been so damaging that to get someone in, for lack of better words, with a clean slate, uh, Biden doesn't have a clean slate. Well, I don't mean I don't mean necessarily a clean slate in that way, but but it'll feel like a breath of fresh air in terms of moving in a direction that's right. And, and, And again, by right, I mean everything opposite of Trump. You know, there are times when when. And, and I, listen, I, I stand by my position on feeling like this man is a total piece of shit. But if there were ever moments where I felt like, uh, maybe I'm being too hard, maybe he's not. He constantly does things that remind you that you're right, that he's a piece of shit. During the debate, and, and, and you know, here's where I'll give Joe Biden this. I think he is the only Democrat who is at least has a screw or two loose enough to stand up to Trump because when he said, for God's sake, shut up, man. And he called him a clown. And the way, and you know, a lot of the political pundits were going, look, we didn't necessarily think that Biden did well, but considering all of Trump's, you know, uh, 
what, what do you, barbs and 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 and, and aggressive, and, uh, aggressive and antagonize him, and, and cutting them off. The fact that he stood up and called him a clown and said, "Shut up, man." It's like you gotta meet fire with a little bit of fire. And before, and I know you're itching to make your point, but let me just say this, and then I'll pass it on to you. They said, and I agree. One of the greatest moments of the debate is when fucking Donald Trump would have to Bo Biden, his son, and it was almost like you could sense and you could feel where Biden said, "Fuck that, the gloves are off." And I, I thought he was weeping up for a second because he said, "My son." And he said it aggressively. He said it several times. My son. And he goes, and then he turns to camera, which I thought was a great thing to do, as though he were talking directly to the American people, and went, yeah, my son had a coke problem. He had a drug problem. Like a lot of our family members in this country have problems. And he worked through it, and he came out on the be- came out the better person on the other side. How dare you attack my son? And again, how could you not like Joe for that? How could you not feel him in that human moment? And that's, again, what makes me go, Trump is such a piece of shit. Okay, on humanity, I, I, I'll give that to, uh, to Joe for saying that. But don't forget, we're victims, and I'm going to say this in just like this. We are victims of a press that also hates Trump. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it to you this way. It's, yes, it does. And here's how I'm going to put it. I'm not denying that. But, but here's you, how, but, but no, let's just, just take this for a second. You, after four years in office, or three or three and a half years in office, you still hear Trump is the grab him by the pussy president, right? Yep. He said it before he was in politics. He said it before when he, and he said it, it was almost an ingest of two boys who are inappropriate on a bus having a conversation that wasn't meant for the public is when he said it. You can define him by that character if you want to. The press has, the American people for the most part have. Rightly so. Biden the super predators. He put in act as a fucking politician, a super predator act that has been responsible for putting more black men in prison than anyone else. And But where is the press calling that out? But you can't. And this is where the problem is. We have come to a point where the, you can see behind the drape, the wizard is exposed. The country has a problem. The country has a problem. This isn't about one man or one problem. This is about policy. Our policies need to be changed. We need to change the way that we govern. We need to change the way that we interact as human beings in this country. And I listen, I still think this is the greatest country. I think when, when I hear people say, especially when I hear black people say, we haven't got anywhere, uh, things are just as bad as they were. No, because we look around the world. In this country, right now, we have a Black Lives Movement that has been uh, walking, uh, protesting, having their say, showing the world what's going on, and they're, they're fine. I mean, not saying that there isn't problems, there isn't people being arrested, but that doesn't work in other countries. That doesn't work around the world. What doesn't work around the world? Protesting the way that we are. People have, been, people have been protesting around the world. It doesn't work. You it's mean in sucked. those? You mean in those countries like the Middle East, where you get stoned and killed? It's not just in the Middle for East. Doing that? It's all over the world. People get put down in other countries. But this, I've seen this pl- doesn't I, work. I've seen plenty of images of people all over the world protesting. Protesting Black Lives Matter. What do you mean protesting Black Lives Matter? Doing the same thing we're doing here. Yeah. Marching signs. Yeah. 
in, in wearing friendly t-shirts. countries, but this isn't all over the world. We have gotten better. This is this this wouldn't happen in the 1950s. This wouldn't happen in the 1960s. We are we are growing. When you look at those marches and those rallies, it's not just black people anymore. It's white people. It's people from all over the all over the world that you see in these marches. As you said, the whole world is standing up. We've made a difference. We are going forward. But the policies need to change. This one president versus the other president isn't the answer. That's my, my, my biggest point. I don't want people to feel better about electing Joe Biden because his policies are the, uh, some of the policies that have put us in this situation in the first okay, place. But, but, let, but let's look at something for a second. You know, be true to your own words. If we're talking about progress and change and policy, and again, I said, I don't think there's any white person alive that is 100% I ain't said something or done something. There's no hold people on. alive that oh, haven't. Okay. That being said, I'm, we're not looking for perfection. And it, it'd be nice if we had people that didn't do shit like that. But that being said, look, can we chalk that up to a fucked up mistake? Because let, listen, let me finish. Him having Kamala Harris as his VP, a, a, a woman of color, if super predators was a fuck up, Fine. He did that. This is a nice apology. Is that not progress? Is that not trying to do better? Having a woman of color, a woman as a black verse of a vice president. That's not that's not a good thing. I didn't say it was a good thing. Okay, so you still want to nail Joe's balls no. to the cross no. for Super Predator while at the same time he's doing this? No, that's not what I said about him. I'm saying a change in president doesn't change American policy. He is responsible for the policy as much as any other president that's come before him. Okay, so who's to say that this time around some of that doesn't change? It's only going to change if the people continue to protest, if we have these movements, if we have this. What I'm saying is my thing with Biden isn't just about Biden. I'll take a recession. I'll take a hit financially. Change the policy. Make the world a better place. Make this country a better place. Let's leave. Well, now here's, we the, here. here's the good news. We're going to either see if he's going to do like every other politician historically has done which is tell us everything we want to hear to get the vote and get put in place. And then once they're in place, it's business as usual. You don't think that that is how you get elected, though? Okay, but we know that's always been the formula, which is why we keep crying about the same shit every four years. But that's why we need to continue. But I want to go back to where you go. Uh, the press has been unfair to Trump um, because you don't believe no, no, no. that a lot of what they've, how they come at Trump, he brought on himself. This has very. He assaults every reporter that does their job. This has very little to do. When I talk about the press, has very little to do with Trump, and more to do with the direction of the policymakers of the news. News used to be independent, where you made your decision about the characters that they were speaking about. Now all news is has put their hands up and said, "No, we're slanted. We believe in this." This is how we're coming at this angle. That's why if everybody hates Fox News because they come at an, at an angle. A lot of people who like Fox News hates uh, CNBC because they're coming at an angle. Well, they like who supports their narrative. Exactly. The narrative by the press, by, uh, by the bulk of the press, hates the conservative through line. Let's put it that way. Right. 
But be honest, because it's not just the conservatives that have made the policies for this country. It's also the liberal democratic side that has made it, not this ultra-liberal. I'm not talking about where, what we're seeing right now. I'm talking about the people in power, the policies they've made. Right. We are at a place where we have gone too far. We have been through this, this coronavirus is is as horrible as this is, and I'm not going to say anything about the people who have passed away or have uh, been uh, affected to, by it in financial reasons, affected by it in family reasons, however you... But there is an upside to this coronavirus, and that is that we were all at home. We've all witnessed this. We've all been forced to watch this. It wasn't like we had to go to work and this fell by the wayside. We have six months into this now. We've seen where America needs to go, where the, where the world needs to go, where the changes need to be made. This is the most honest conversations we've had in decades. Don't lose the momentum because Trump, because I just, I really have this feeling that the, the, the finish line is Trump's no longer in office. That is not the finish line. That is the, that is the new beginning. And that's my, my problem because Biden is not the answer to, the begin, to this new beginning. Biden is the start line of the new beginning. I don't believe that that person who's been in, office, who's been in government for 40-plus years is the one that's going to take us uh, to the finish line. He's the start of the finish. He's the, start of, he's the beginning of the new start. But we have come, we have put too much, take the people who have lost their lives with coronavirus, the people who have, uh, have had financial hardships, don't let this moment slip for everything that they went through that forced us to be home so that we could see this and witness this. Don't let this <laughs> moment go because there was a change made and now we can feel good. This is not the time to feel good. When you looked at these two guys, and you, you said it yourself, Biden, no one said Biden was great. They said he was better than Trump. Well, okay, that's, that's, that's what we want to be at least at. But that isn't the answer because you saw those two guys up there. You telling me that that's the best America has to offer? I want change. Yeah, I listen, again, whether it was the Clintons and what was the stat that they put more people, black people in jail under their watch. She was, or she was one of the people who co-authored that bill. Okay, so again, whether it's Clinton, whether it's Biden, be it Trump, and I know, you know, we're we, we beating the same shit here, humming the same tune, but historically this has always been the case. This is all, right or left. It ain't never been yay for black people. Yes, there's been things that have gotten better. Yes, there have been certain policies within certain time frames in life. The sign, definitely signing the Civil Rights, Civil Rights Act and all of that. We've made progress. We've done things. We've moved the needle forward. But even with all that being said, you know, we're still also at the same time getting our asses kicked. I'm not either way. I'm not disagreeing with that. And what I'm saying is it has, there has been changes made into the place where we are right now. This, to me, is like a moment where everybody is seeing this, and there's no way that they can deny. 
and that's why I'm I'm looking at this as a, as a moment that could lead us to greatness, as opposed to just leading us back to where we've been before, where you said, yeah, we've made you black folks have moved the needle. They've they've gotten a, they've progressively moved slowly up this hill. I don't think this is a slow mover anymore. I think we're at a point where we went. This is a hum, this is about being human. This is about humanity. This is not just a, this is not politics as usual. But we're looking at Trump, who we know who he is, and we're looking at Biden, who's always been that guy. It's just politics as usual. I'm not going to say that one's not a better choice. I've already said and agreed and admitted to that. But that isn't the answer. Let me ask you, do you think, because uh, a lot of the conspiracy theorists are saying that Trump's faking this because uh, he knows he's going to lose the election, uh, he doesn't want to do the next debates, and once he myst- miraculously gets better, and uh, then he's going to say, hey, it was because I took this vaccine that I'm telling you guys you need to take. And now he looks like <clears throat> this superhero who's risen from the ashes. And now not just his supporters, but maybe even people that don't necessarily want to support him go, he's right. So is this all a big fake? I, I think this has weakened him. It, it shows the weakness in his in his philosophy and the way he did things. That he and and going to Walter Reed Hospital, I think it weakened him. It showed that he wasn't practicing the best science. He wasn't doing. We already knew that, but it showed it to the people who were walking around going, "I don't need a mask." Okay, so cut to. Yeah, he gets it. He gets it. No, I don't think it makes it. I don't think that changes it because there's many people who survived it. Go back on. Go back on what Trump has said. Oh, there's a ninety nine point nine percent survival rate. You just did what ninety nine point nine percent of the other people did. Whether it was a vaccine, whether it was whatever, you just survived. That's all you did. But you got it. You got it because you didn't listen to the science. You got it because you didn't do the right things. You got it and put other people in jeopardy. The biggest problem isn't that Trump got it. It's all the other people around him that are getting it, because it's showing that this virus does spread in these little close quarters in uh, less than six feet away with no mask on while you're going to appoint a new uh, judge to the bench. That's, I think it weakens him. Well, I said, look, if he pulls this off, uh, I'm going to be a Trump supporter. I'm joking, but give me the MAGA hat, nigga, because he will have called, he will have pulled off the biggest heist of instupidity known to man. If he pulls this off, if this is all a big hoax, him faking it, or, you know, it's these are two separate things, because if, if he's really got it and he takes the necessary whatever it is, vaccine or whatever it is, and comes out of it, that's one thing. But if this is all a lie just to try to swindle sympathy or say he got it, but he really didn't have it, say he took a vaccine that he really didn't take. Hey, I'm 100 percent. I'm back. I'm superhero Trump. And this is what wins him the election. Dude, you got to respect and tip your hat to this artistry of con man. (laughs) This is is con man at its greatest level. This is three-card Monty on steroids. And if you can dupe an entire country or half the country in your favor to win a second term for the presidency, I got to respect that. Well, you know, I'd like to say I don't think that that's even remotely something I would consider. But... He was able to do it once before. 
and there and that's the that's the, dude here's what's so crazy it's like that saying if you tell a lie long enough you start to believe it and it's just i, I just have never been a conspiracy theorist but i swear to god you start reading enough of of people's comments and it's so overwhelming how many people feel this way and say this shit i'm starting to go am i wrong like i just i can't conceive him or him being able to get away with lying with all this news coverage that he's got it when all those doctors came out and spoke in front of the microphone and said we're treating him he's doing well all these people would have to be involved in this cover up right yeah i cannot conceive that we would be duped like that to that level I would have a hard time believing it right now because there's so many people that hate Trump that I, I would feel that someone in there would slide out of there and let, let it be known. And again, listen, I'm not putting nothing past the government. I'm certainly not putting nothing past America with all the foul shit it's done. So, yes, anything is possible. But come on. That's why I say, you know, for all those dudes who still hit me up on Instagram and go, man, it's, you about to find out any day. Like, they, they know something we don't. In T-minus two weeks, the news is going to break that the pedophile ring of Obama, the Clintons, Biden was all fucking kids. I keep telling the motherfuckers who sent me that, dog, hold your breath until that news comes out. You're a fucking corpse. I don't believe Obama was fucking little children. I just don't believe that. Now, even when people go, but well, you, the Clintons and Biden or whatever, the, 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 the it was on the flight uh, uh, manifesto, they were on the plane and on his island, that don't make them child molesters because no. they knew one. No. Just because you know one don't make you one. No, there's a lot of people that live next door to serial killers. Oh, he was so nice. I never the nicest guy. Listen, and the other thing about this, and this, let's get to the, let's get this. Will get to the heart of some some of the, the bigger problems. Epstein, since we we're bringing it up, Epstein was the one who had the island, the plane that right. the Clintons have been documented, or, or Bill Clinton has been documented on being on. I don't know that Obama was ever documented on being on it. I don't think he was. Okay, so but even if he was, yeah, okay. But my point is, and this is the true part of it: they weren't on his plane because he was a pedophile. He was a billionaire. Thank you. Billionaires hang out no, with, with billionaires. billionaires. Power hangs out with power. power. I don't know why that's such a hard concept for people to understand. It's like, look, if all of a sudden I found out you were a serial Jewish comedian rapist, prior to me knowing that, we got pictures together. We've done podcasts. We've been seen eating out. We hang out. We drink. I'm one of those people that would go, man, I never saw. Yeah, and he was just never like that. I didn't know that he was raping fat Asian women in, in alleys and shit. I, I didn't know that. We never know what we do when we sleep. Right. I, you know, <laughs> but, but just because now I'm finding out that's who you were, that make me you too? Proud of me knowing you did that. You was a regular motherfucker. That's what I haven't. I, this guilt by but But we're doing it in, in all aspects right now. Guilt by association. Oh, the, the, well, the greatest thing that ever that I saw, and I think we, I said this on the podcast before, there's a, there's a picture of the Bushes at Chelsea Clinton's uh, wedding. Right. And people are like, why would they be there? Why would they and get you invited? you mentioned this. Yeah, they're yeah. friends. 
they've, they've worked together. They, they, they have mutual friends, if not just being friendly. It's They're not in the that, same game, it, politics. Yeah. It's not that they, it's not like, this is the thing that I, I think where people, the regular, regular people, people who don't realize this, and I, and I think this is most people, and I don't mean regular as just people that don't work in a, a, a team in a way like this. They really think that everything's a team mentality, kill the other side. Like, Republicans and Democrats don't necessarily hate each other. They're both politicians. They really both believe in what they're doing is for the good of the country. They're not believing that this is going to hurt this person versus hurt this. They are people that are in politics. They hang out together. They go to dinner together. They they go to uh, all, all the events together. And, and they're social. I'll see, I'll see you at that debate. I'm going to kick your yes. ass. But it, it's just like it's just like when you see the, the the baseball games or football games where the fans get in fights. Do you know what the players do after the game? Yeah, hang out and have dinner. Fuck the same broads. We're the the the, the fans are the only ones that are fighting. We, we we're in this uh, win lose mentality. We need the betterment of what we uh, of what needs to happen. Listen, when you and I kind of talked about this two nights ago, and you even brought in with the Epstein thing about Clinton. Uh, and go, well, you know, Clinton has a history with women. Yeah, women. Yeah. Marla Maples, Lewinsky, I forget who the other ugly broad is, but Paula, Clinton, Paula Jones. Paula Jones. Clinton likes pussy. He love. he's like me. He loves pussy. Now, loving adult pussy is different from loving non-adult pussy. He has a track record for liking adult pussy. I've never heard a rumor of such. Now, if you say Trump, you know, Trump with the creepy daughter, my date, my daughter innuendos and but you, coming into the beauty pageants, looking at bitches and who are barely 18. If, if you said Trump had a thing for children, I might believe that. But Clinton, but, no. But Trump in all his affairs, you never seen uh, underage women in his affairs. Now, I'm not saying this to defend Trump. I'm just saying this is how we attack things. We we try to reason about reason it out in our own heads to make this work for us. Right. But let's let's back this up just a little bit. Let's say you're Epstein, you're a billionaire, you're hanging out with these people, but you know you're a shady motherfucker, right? And you bring people to the island, mm. and you get them fucked up, and you put girls in front of them that look nineteen, that look twenty, that look twenty one, that are sixteen, seventeen years old. Right. You get pictures of these guys standing next to them. With them around him, that the public has seen. It looks bad. What pictures does he have that people haven't seen? That true too. But let's deal with the pictures we've seen. seen. That's a bad look, right? That still don't make no, it. No, that they I, did I, anything. I'm, I'm saying I'm, I'm not saying that they did anything. I'm just saying if you're a shady dude. Yeah, I know. And what we I, know yeah, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one's denying Epstein was shady. Right. And you have someone there that you need. To do things to get things to what you want because he got away with a lot of shit. Everybody admits in right. floor he got away with it, and they say that he had information on a lot of different people. Right, you bring him there. They don't. They don't know what your your intent is. You get there, right. they have a good time. Everything's relaxed. The girls look like they're of age. Right, wouldn't that be a setup? Feels like it. Yeah, I'm gonna go back to you know what Michael Jordan said in the Last Dance when he said when the guy said to him they were the traveling cocaine circus. And he goes, when he knocked on the door, and said, oh, it's Mike. Fuck it, let him in. He's a rookie. 
And he goes, guys were doing lines. You had guys with girls, guys drinking. And he said, I'm going to leave this room because if this room gets raided right now, I'm as just as guilty as everybody else. So, again, he could have been in the room, not, a, not have done a single sniff of Coke, not a single drop of a drink, didn't touch no hoes, just hanging. That don't mean he did anything, nope. but it's a bad look. And then when you check a manifest and certain people had been there multiple times, right? that increases the bad look. The bad look. It don't increase the, the guilt. fact of guilt. It doesn't. So, and listen, I'm not with no way, shape, or form defend any of that shit. Because even if you're there as a politician, as an important person, as someone who can be a target, and you go, hey, man, somebody just pussy smell all the way uncooked and don't smell like well done pussy. <laughs> I need to get on a plane and get out of here. You should make the decision yourself to go, if it don't look right, if it don't smell right, if your spider sense is tingling, get the fuck out of okay, Dodge. Okay, that being said, all these politicians that he knew, all the people there that he knew, everything that we know about Epstein now, you're telling me some politician who has power right. didn't say we need an investigation on what's going on over there? No, because that power is ego. So why would I get caught? I'm so-and-so. All I'm saying is is that politics and business as usual yes. protects money. Right. And that's what we're going to have happen again if we lose focus of what we want. And all I want is a better America with I, I, racial relations that should be. I, I, there's never going to be a perfect scenario, no. but where we're as people, we start treating each other as, as humans. And when we look at our policies, we write our policies to treat everyone as humans. And we need to make sure as we go into this next election that we don't let our guard down and we don't ease up and that we move forward because the change has to come. Right. That's, that's all I'm saying. This isn't, to me, this is more, this isn't just about, this is not about Biden and Trump. It is, but it isn't just about that. It's about a bigger, it's, it's, we need more. We need to want more. Changing a president does not make the changes that we want. It, 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 it puts out a paver. It puts out a step. You're right. But it is, it is, we're not there. And that, that's, the only, that's, that's my biggest criticism towards this whole uh, election and the process of where we are. Do what you need, do what makes your heart work on this election. And I think I know who we're going to come out with as president. I really believe that. Well, I'll tell you this uh, grab your popcorn and your body armor. Because uh, if, 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 Biden wins, as much as the human thing to say is, I don't want to see nobody get hurt, this could be a great show. This could be a great show. I, and when he goes, stand by, stand up, stand by, and I'm not going to easily leave, oh boy. He's, he's set up a, a, an ordeal where he, could, where he can say that there's some fraudulent election things that has happened. And, and, and they've already proven that there were some things. Ha- living in New York right now, New York had some problems with the ballots. They were printed wrong. The envelopes, the envelopes didn't match. The, em- the names on the envelopes didn't match the names on the ballot, which would uh, throw those ballots, would make those, those ballots invalid. And that's already happened. And they've already seen this. 
So there's mistakes that are being made. We need to make sure that these mistakes are corrected. We need to have a lot of oversight on this election. I don't know what they're planning on doing. I'm sure Trump's planning on something. I just hope that if Biden does win, whatever party is thrown, if I go to it, I can smell some well-done pussy. Some all-the-way cook snatch. So you don't want to go to a private island? Nah, I'll go, I'll fuck, I'll go to a private <laughs> island, but I don't want no pussy medium rare or rare. I think we should leave it there, man. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know that we got anywhere. But... I think we got plenty. I think that was juicy enough. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, we didn't even we didn't have enough time to talk about Barkley and Brianna Taylor because I I, I, I want to talk about it. maybe we I, maybe I, we, maybe we're not doing a second email podcast for tomorrow. No, we got to we got to the people love it. We got to. How we, about half and half? Nah, I don't want to cheat them, man. I love the podcast. Okay, then episodes. it's gonna then next week is gonna be about Brianna. Yeah, and we, we'll see. We'll let's feel it out. Let's right. feel it out. All right, all right, all guys. Right. Uh, Hits one hundred and one. Thank you as always. Uh, I see you guys are doing some nice things for us. We appreciate that. Uh, as always, uh, AerySpears.com for the Movie Madness app, which will be ready soon enough. Um, as always, Patreon, $10, a lot of money, T-shirts. Uh, make sure you guys go to Andy Comedy for that. Uh, he'll hook you up. And uh, shit, I think I'm done on my end. You got that? Well, andycomedy.com, like you said, all my social media is in the, uh, it's in there. I uh, got some t-shirts for sale too, guys. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, uh, Chariot Auto Repair in, uh, in uh, New Jersey City, uh, Jersey City, where uh, I'm living. Uh, Are they motherfuckers paying you? No, Ricky, though, man, hooked me up, took care of me. Uh, Black-owned business, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. All right, well, fuck it, do it. Go visit my man. He took really good care of me. It's a great auto center. Like I said, it's in Jersey City. Uh, it's at, uh, let's see if I have the address here, 71 Cole Street. It's about three blocks from my house. So go check him out, man. Uh, give that guy some business if you're in the Jersey City area. That's it. That's it, baby. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Thursday, of course, uh, emails. You've got mail. So check y'all out, man. Can you feel it, baby?